The message for today is taken from our gospel reading from John's Gospel, chapter 1. I'll read a portion of the text again. So the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. And when he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And Jesus replied, come and see, come and see. If you'd bow your heads with me in prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, you have come in the flesh, not only to reveal the Father to us, but also to bear the sins of the world. Come to us today and be with us. Talk to us, help us hear your voice, and invite us to follow you all of the days of our life. We ask this in your holy name, and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. If I were to take a poll and to ask you the question, what is the most important thing in regard to your faith, what would you say? The most important thing that you want to learn in regard to your faith, what would you say? There was one pastor that asked this question of his congregation, and the response that they gave, the most consistent response, the highest requested response was this, how do I hear God's voice? How do I hear God's voice? How do I hear Jesus's voice. I believe we have a God who loves us. He wants us to be near him. He wants to speak to us. He wants to hear what we have to say. He wants to hear what's on our heart and mind. He wants to walk with us through life in the same way that a parent or a grandparent wants to be with their children, wants to hear their voice wants to be with them, walk with them, share life together with them. God wants to do that with us. There's a theologian by the name of Dallas Willard who once said, if God doesn't speak today, then the greatest disservice we could ever do to people is to tell them that they could have a personal relationship with God. If God doesn't speak to us today, the greatest disservice is to tell people that they could have a personal relationship with God. But I also believe that there are times we struggle to hear God's voice. And it's not because God isn't talking. It's because many times we're not listening, right? We're not listening. We don't hear God's voice. We don't hear what He says. And just another side note too, also be careful what you pray for because, what? You just might get it, right? You just might get what you asked for. I'll share an example with you. Kathy and I this last week were talking about a movie. It's an old movie. It came out in 1975 called Mahogany. It is about a girl by the name of Tracy Chambers who was a fashion designer. She was a student at the time in Chicago, but she thought her designs were good. She knew she could make 
a name for herself in the world. And someone noticed her and said, if you will come to Rome with me, we will share your design there. And so she came with him. She went to Rome. She became popular almost overnight. People loved her fashions. But what she didn't realize is that with all the success that she had, there was also a whole lot of pain and sorrow and struggling and things not working out the way that she had hoped to the point where she no longer wanted all of the glory and notoriety that she had. She said, I just simply want to go back to the United States to live a peaceful life and to be with a man that I love. That was her desire. The theme song has the same name, Mahogany. And some of the lyrics go like this. Do you know where you're going to? It talks about the journey in life. Do you like the things that life is showing you? Where are you going to? Do you know? Do you know? Today we find ourselves in a new year. Here in January, we're already halfway through this first month of January. We also find ourselves at the beginning of the Epiphany season. When Jesus is baptized, he begins to step forth, he begins to call on disciples, he begins to reveal who he is as the Son of God. And he asks his disciples one simple question in today's text. He says, what do you want? What do you want? Do you know what you want in life? Jesus as he knows his disciples, he knows how he's going to answer. And so as they answer, they just say, Lord, where are you going? Where are you going? And he gives us an invitation, not only to them, but also to us. He says, come and see. Come and see. But the question that we have before us today is a question that Jesus asked, what do you want? And are you hearing Jesus' voice? Are you hearing his voice? Before we look at our text today, though, I want to talk about a couple of things that interfere or cause barriers to our hearing God's voice, to our hearing Jesus' voice. The first thing is busyness. Busyness. I don't know about you, but sometimes life gets so busy, God gets pushed to the back shelf. Sometimes life gets so busy, the most important thing that we could do gets set aside. We begin to think of all of the things that we need to do. We hear from other people all of the things that we need to do, and we think we have to do all of them. And the reality is, is that we don't. We don't. Somebody once shared this truth with me that had a profound impact on my life. They said, what are the three to five most important things in your life and I would say sometimes the most important things aren't things at all, but they're people. What are the most important things in your life? And above all else, make sure that you do those three to five things. Be intentional to do those three to five things. You know, I've never received an email that said, Pastor, I really want you to spend extra time on the sermon this week. I, I want you to spend six to eight hours to make sure it's the greatest sermon so that everyone is here in church will say, wow, what a great job that you've done. 
You know what kind of texts and emails I get? Pastor, something happened in my life. Can I talk with you? Pastor, something happened in my life that turned my life upside down. Can I come in and have you pray with me? Pastor, there's something going on in my life. I can't put my finger on it. It's leading me down the wrong way. What should I do? What should I do? If we don't schedule time to be with God, we will never hear His voice. If we don't make that intentional in our life, we won't spend time with Jesus. And so I'm encouraging you today to spend time to decide in advance where and when you're going to meet with God so that you can hear the voice of Jesus. A second barrier, competing voices. I don't know about you, I've got competing voices that go on all around me. Sometimes, usually, Jesus, when he talks with us, it's in a gentle voice. But sometimes the competing voices around us are shouts that come our way, and they become so intense that that sweet, soft voice of Christ, again, is put behind us. How easy it is to do. Have a confession to make. Sometimes Kathy and I don't see eye to eye when we watch TV. I'm one, if I've seen a commercial a couple of times, I mute it. And then I can say the commercial pretty much word for word. And Kathy looks at me and she goes, how do you know that commercial? I said, well, I've heard it over and over again. And then she gets frustrated because she wants to hear the commercial. And, and I think maybe part of it relates back to my dad because when we would sometimes go to their house, he would mute the commercials, he would put the remote under his arm, and then he would fall asleep. And then what do you do? Then what do you do? I haven't done that too much, too much. Competing voices. What do you hear? Where do those competing voices come from? Do they come from your phone, your iPad, your text messages, your emails, your friends, your workers, your kids, your neighbors? The list can go on and on and on. And just a word for parents. Parents that have kids. How easy it is for kids to begin to watch the different screens that are in front of them for four to six to eight hours a day. You have the opportunity to guide them in what they do and in what they hear. And most of all, you have the opportunity to make sure that you guide them so that they hear the voice of Jesus. The most important voice of all. A third barrier is fear. Fear. Fear can get in our way from causing us not to hear Jesus' voice. Sometimes people have fear because they think that God's voice is a condemning voice. And with that condemnation comes fear and guilt. But that voice is not from God. If there is an accusing voice that causes fear and guilt, that is the voice of Satan. 
Yes, God does confront us in our sin, but always, always, always so that we turn from it and we receive the forgiveness and grace that He has to offer us. That's what God desires for us. He is always ready, always eager, always willing to share His voice, to forgive our sins, to call us close to Himself, to remind us in the text for today, the words of John, when He said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's the voice that God wants you to hear. As He points us to His Son, the one who takes our sin away, and He reminds us that God has been removing sin from people's lives from the beginning of time. And there is no sin that's too big. There is no problem that is too large that God would not forgive it and call us close to Him to invite us into His family. To remind us that we are His own. We heard about it last week as we talked about baptism. We are God's children. We are in His family. And we belong to Him. And God loves to have us close to Him. And so that brings us to our text for this morning. The first chapter of John's Gospel. The beginning of John's Gospel, the Word became flesh. It began to live and dwell among us. And Jesus was born. In John's Gospel, it jumps in the second half of the first chapter to Jesus' baptism, where John is baptizing Jesus. Right after that is when John says to his disciples, Look, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And in the rest of that first chapter, there are seven names that are given to Jesus. Each one is significant. The Lamb of God, the King of Israel, Rabbi or Teacher, Jesus of Nazareth, Messiah, Son of God, and Son of Man. Each one of those names tells us who Jesus is and why He's come into the world. And it's also, <laughs> if you look at those names... They're all relational. They're all relational as Jesus calls us into that relationship with Him. When John the Baptist points to Jesus and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the, the sin of the world, he knew that his followers, Jesus knew that his followers had been following John and they had been talking about the Messiah. So when Jesus asked him the question, What do you want? He kind of knew what they were going to say. And they asked the question, where, where are you staying? Where are you staying? Jesus knew that they wanted to be with him. And so he invited them. These men weren't looking for some revolutionary that would start a revolt, although they did want to get rid of the Romans. They weren't looking for someone who would make sure that they followed the line to do everything right in the book of the law so that they could carry on the traditions of Judaism forever and maybe someday be perfect on their own. Rather, they were looking for someone who would wash their sins away, who would give them hope and a future. They were looking for the Savior of the world for the Lamb of God who would take away the sins of the world. And so we come back to Jesus' question. What do you want? What do you want in life? 
what is one of those most important things? And we kind of know the answer. We want to hear Jesus. We want to hear God's voice. We want to know where he's working. We want to be a part of what he's doing. We want our life to be connected to his. And Jesus knows that. And that's why he gives to you and to me the same invitation that he gave to his disciples. Jesus, where are you going? Where are you staying? And his invitation to you and me is come and see. Come and see. Spend time with me. Talk with me. Share your life with me. The gospel writer John, as he wrote this gospel, throughout the rest of the gospel, he talks about the things that Jesus said and did, the signs, the wonders, the miracles that caused some people to follow Jesus, that caused other people to ask questions, and that caused other people to say, wait a second, I don't like this guy. But at the end of the gospel, he said, these things were written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. That's God's desire for us, for you and for me. Do you hear his voice? Do you hear his invitation? He says to us today, come and follow me. And to that all God's people can say, amen, amen. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, for you are our rock and our redeemer. We pray it in Jesus' holy name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen.